0: and the roll is called down here. Many of you Houston people will not be able to relate to this, but many of us were raised in rural churches where they called the roll. I can still see them now in my mind in my little church where I was raised down in Eunice, the True Light Baptist Church. The Lord's Supper was on the fourth Sunday night. And I can still see Linda Sue Hurks seated at the front of the church with a roll book. And every fourth Sunday night, they would call the roll. Sounds strange in this day, but do's was 25 cents a month. And they would call the roll at our little church. And Linda Sue's mother, Miss Suzanne, would come all the way from the back with her usher's uniform on and her little nurse's cap on her head, and she would go in the First National Bank and walk down to the front and say, market paid. They called the roll. In my little church down home. That's strange to us now. But walk with me around the text. As Paul comes to the end of the book of Romans, he concludes with a list of names, some names of about 35 people, which gives us a sociological profile of the membership. In that fellowship, there is the husband and wife team of Aquila and Priscilla. There is a man named Rufus and his mother. There is Nereus and his sister. And then there are the brothers Andronicus and Junius. There are the twin sisters, Tryphena and Tryphosa. An old man named Epinatus and a hardworking woman named Mary and another man who was related to Paul named Herodian. This discordant motley crew seemed not to have anything in common but I want to encourage you this morning to look again. And upon second glance, we notice not an a mensalism, but a symbiosis. Not an antithesis, but a synthesis denoting a mutually beneficial relationship between different people groups which can only be the active, dynamic work of the Holy Spirit. Paul is packing his belongings, leaving as a guest of Gaius, who hosted the church in his house in the city of Corinth. Paul is about 59 or 60 years old now, and he's making ready to spread the gospel to Italy and Spain. And what we have here is the great apostle making the effort to thank those who made an impact on his life and on his ministry. These people were not just a list of names, but rather they were beloved family In Christ for whom he was particularly fond because they labored with him in the work of the ministry. Most notably Priscilla and Aquila risked their lives to save Paul's life. Andronicus and Junius went to jail with Paul. Epinatus was the first Convert under Paul's preaching. And the mother of Rufus was called Paul's mother as well. These people are not to Paul, just a list of names. When you visit Washington, D.C., and there are some monuments there in Washington, D.C., one in particular is the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. And the Vietnam Veterans Memorial is this this almost picture book of names. When you look at it, it's a reflection of the names of the people who gave their lives valorously in defense of their nation. There are some 58,000 names on the Vietnam Veterans Memorial and over 5 million people a year visit that memorial and to them it's not a list there are some names Uh, at 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 the world trade center the the 9 11 memorial is not just a list there are some names Uh, at the civil rights museum it's not just a list There are some names because people's names mean something to whom those names mean something. I want to give you an assignment, and I thought to do a whole long thing today, but I want to give you a small assignment to do. When you leave church this morning, this is what I need you to do. Somebody in your life has helped you to get to where you are. You did not make it to where you are by yourself. I I don't want you to text them, I want you to give them a call and tell them how much you appreciate what they've done for you or go and visit them and let them know how much you appreciate what they have invested in your life most of the people in my growing up years have gone to be with the lord but i could not be the man the preacher the pastor that i am right now without those old people in my life who invested much who could not go to school but made sure that i had everything i needed They they could not dress well, but they made sure I had everything I needed. And I give God praise for them in their grave that they made sacrifices for me to be where I am right now. You are not where you are by yourself. Somebody helped you to get there. Um, I, I read someplace, if you see a turtle on a fence post... Somebody put in there. Wherever you are, I don't care where you went to school, somebody had to pay for you to go to school. I don't care where you work, somebody had to open the door for you to get a job. I don't care what you do in this church, somebody had to give you the responsibility or the opportunity to get it done. We are where we are and who we are, first of all, by the grace of God, but then somebody else opened the door for us. God for the men and women in your life who have opened doors for you to be where you are right now. These people in the text and the persons who are seated before us this morning who give leadership in our church are definite saints. You don't have to die to become a saint. You don't need to be beatified by the Roman church In order to become a saint the moment you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior repent of your sins and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life you are a saint of God sainthood does not mean good it does not mean perfection it does not mean somebody's got to pray for to you to get a miracle sainthood means no matter what happens from now on I'm going to heaven when I die I am God's child and I am in God's hands and the devil in hell will never be able to pluck me out because my soul cannot die. I need a saint in here to help me this morning. That sometimes I don't look like it. There are times I don't act like it. There are days I don't sound like it. But how I act and how I look and how I sound has nothing to do with my salvation. If any man be in Christ. I wish I had a Bible reader. He's a new creation. All things are passed away. And behold all things. I become new. Listen to me, beloved. Paul loved these people because he prayed for them. It's hard to hate somebody you're praying for. It's hard to despise somebody you're praying for. 1 John chapter 3, verse 14 says, We know that we have passed from death Under life, because we love the brethren. My godmother, uh, Betty Thomas, who lives in sainted memory. Betty was my, my cousin. She was married to my cousin, Alvin. And Betty was my eighth grade English teacher at Eunice Junior High School. I made straight A's in Betty's class. I never turned in one assignment. It's kind of hard not to, not to pass your godmother's class. But Betty introduced the class to homophones. Homophones. Homophones are words that sound alike, but are spelled differently. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And often have almost similar, but most often different meanings. Homophones. Let me introduce you to some homophones this morning. Imagine a man who stumbles and falls in a ditch and he is happened upon by some homophones. The homophones that happen upon this man who is in this ditch are the homophones of apathy. Sympathy and empathy. They are spelled differently. They sound alike. But apathy is emotional emptiness. Apathy sees the man in the ditch and says, I don't care. Sympathy is the capacity to share feelings. Sympathy sees the man in the ditch and says, I'm so sorry you've fallen, I know that's got to hurt. But empathy is understanding another person's feelings. Sees the man in the ditch and empathy says, I fell in the ditch myself one time. I know how to get out of the ditch, so let me get in there with you And help you to come out. The sad thing about church folk. Is many folk at church. Are apathetic. Some are a little sympathetic. But we need more. Who are empathetic. I know how you feel. Let me get in your shoes. And walk with you a while. Because you'll never understand my pain. Until you've walked a mile in my shoes that's why you ought not criticize anybody shout on Sunday morning because you don't know what they went through to get here you don't know what emotional stress they are under right now you don't know what physical pain they are enduring right now you don't know what family fractures are going on right now there's some people are here laughing to keep from crying but God said Jesus to walk in your shoes. And he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Somebody next to you this morning needs you to be empathetic. Speak to somebody. Smile at somebody. I I know it's still pandemic precautions, but shake somebody's hand because that might be the only touch they get this week. Touch somebody's life as you pass them. You may never get that close again. It's not far. Reach out in love and touch somebody. And you'll be surprised how soon that same touch will come back to you. Bread cast on the water. I wish I had a Bible reader. You'll find it, the scripture says after many days, as you would that men should do unto you, do also unto them. May the Lord help Lily Grove to realize that the burden of ministry cannot be borne by one person alone. If we will all do our part in loving the church and carrying the burden, it will not rest on the shoulders of just a few people. I hear you. I hear you. I used to be in the pews too. I hear you. You say the same people sing all the time. Same people lead all the time. I'm tired of the same people's names always coming up. We need some new people. Oh, Lord, in the sing again. He pray the same prayer every Sunday. When are you going to let Reverend Washington preach? Oh, Lord. Well, I'm gone, but I sure don't feel like it i'm tired looking at them same people standing up every sunday these evangelism people listen we got to use who show up if you want to be used show up have i got a witness here if you want god to use you god doesn't care about your ability God is looking for your availability. Mm. That's, the, that's the definite saints. But then I want you to look with me at these diverse saints. It becomes quickly evident in the reading of these verses that this group consists of diversity. There are men and women, Jews, Romans and Greeks, wealthy and poor, an eclectic, diverse group indeed. Let me call a few of their names because those names mean something. Epinatus means praiseworthy. He was Paul's first convert. The name Mary means rebellion. The history of Mary in this text, in Paul's writing in Roman, is that Mary was a large woman who could impose her will. And she worked Paul as hard as she worked. Andronicus means man of victory. Junius means youthful. Relatives of Paul who were saved before him and probably prayed for him to be saved. Amplius means large. Urbane means of the city. Stachys means hayseed. These are the original odd couple. A city slicker and a hayseed. <laughs> Apelles means called who proved himself faithful. Aristobulus was the best counselor. That's what his name means. Herodian means heroic. Narcissus means stupidity. His mind wasn't that good, but he could park cars. He couldn't preach, but he could clean up. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't sing, but he could arrange furniture. Everybody around here is good for something. Right. Trifena means delicate. Her twin sister Trifosa means dainty. They were too prissy to do what Narcissus did. They didn't want to get their nails broken or their Their stuff messed up, but God used them in their delicate daintiness. So you ain't too pretty for God to use you. Persis was a Persian woman who had no business in the fellowship with these Jews. Rufus means red, and this man Rufus is believed historically to be the son of Simon of Cyrene who carried the cross of Jesus up Calvary's hill. A means incomparable. These people were as different and diverse as they could possibly be, but they were brought together in Christ and made one family through Jesus Christ. What does your name mean? See how the temperature dropped right there? I've talked to you about Aristobulus and Mary and a Priscilla. And what does your name mean? When you show up, what do people say? When you enter the room, do they stop talking because you gossip so much? Shh, don't say nothing because she can't keep nothing. That's what your name means. Or does your name mean that you're so mad every time you come to church, you don't smile at nobody. people speak to you, you don't speak back to them, and you think folk got to follow you around because you think you're way up here. Is that what your name means? Does your name mean messy? And got your habits on. Nobody can't speak to you. Good morning. What's good about it? What does your name mean? Are you pleasant? Are you warm? Are you kind hearted? Are you tender towards people? How do you sound when people talk to you? Stop talking down to people at this church because you have a position or because you drive a certain kind of car or because you wear a certain kind of clothes or you have a certain financial status. All it takes is 24 hours. And the folk who are at the top can come to the bottom. God knows how to deflate your ego. Ain't nobody nothing here but God he's the fountain from which all else flows he's the root out of which all else grows he's the subject and the predicate of the Christian religion and the only reason we got up this morning is because Jesus is the answer for the world today above him there's no other Jesus is the way and if you think we came here to see you you need to go see a doctor We came here because we need mercy. We need grace. We need the power of God to propel us into another Without God, I could do nothing. Mm. Did it ever occur to you? Has it ever occurred to you that God does not make duplicates? Every person here is an original. You bring gifts to the body of Christ that nobody else has. God made you with a purpose in mind and so don't be ashamed To be you. There are some areas of ministry in our church that calls for a particular skill set and if you don't have that skill set don't get upset if you're not invited to work in that ministry because if you can cook but you don't know how to turn on a computer we don't need you in the AV department. We need you to cook for the repass. that That's a ministry. Somebody ought to help me preach it. People who are knowledgeable about social media and know how to get things out in in a way with just a press of a button they know how to handle a phone they know how to handle a computer we need those kinds of people but we also need people watching our cars while we in here that's a ministry somebody ought to help me preach here this morning everybody can not sing everybody can't pray everybody can't preach everybody can't teach but everybody can serve Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to holler this morning. I'm trying to be dignified. Uh, but, but finally, these saints who were diverse and definite, let's not leave out they were dedicated. Amen. Amen. We cannot all do everything But all of us can do something. And don't let what you can't do stop you from doing what you can. I want to tell you a little story about four people named everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There was an important job that needed to be done. And everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. But it ended up everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. Uh, Where are those servants of the Lord? who know that everything that is worth anything is gonna cost something? Where are those church members who have learned the lesson that with blessing comes bleeding? May the Lord raise up among us some believers who will pay whatever price is necessary to see the Lord bless and move in power. That's the role called down here. You've got to do some work down here. You've got to give some blood down here. You've got to shed some tears down here. You've got to do work that is sacrificial. You've got to do something that is inconvenient. You can't just come to church when it's convenient. You can't just serve when your name is called. You can't just do work at the church because you want to be seen. Because you, you, you already have your reward if you're out in front of people because you want somebody to call your name. That's not the reason to give your life in service. There are some people whose names will never be called here on earth. But when the role is called up young. I'm not too exercised over my name not being in who's who in Houston. I'm not too overly excited about my name not being in some social registry downtown. But my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I want you to know as I hurry, brothers and sisters, I'm trying not to holler this morning. I want you to know as I hurry. I am not a number, I got a name. Yeah. Lenny Grove, members of this church, are you just a number or do we know your name? Come on. Come on. Because the world numbers their folk But God names his. Uh, AT&T don't care nothing about my name. They know my phone number. April 15th, Internal Revenue Service don't care nothing about my name. They want my social security number. My mailman don't care nothing about my name. He wants my zip code number. The driver's license people don't care anything about my name. They want my driver's license number because the world numbers their people but God names his. That's why when a sinner dies their number is up. But when a saint dies their name is called. When he calls me I will answer because I'll be somewhere not listening for my number, but listening for my name. And when the road is called up yonder, I don't mind you calling the road down here. My name is on the road here at Lily Grove Church. I I'm a tither. I'm a faithful giver. I am the pastor of this church, senior pastor of this church. I'm doing my best to preach the gospel. My name is on the road over here, but my name is on another road. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And one day, yeah. Thank you. when I'm through bearing my burdens in the heat of the day, One day when life's fitful fever is over. One day when I'm through giving up the right for the wrong. One day when they lay my body down at Houston Memorial Gardens and some preacher will stand over my grave and say for as much as it has pleased almighty God in his wise providence to take out of this world the soul of this our deceased brother Terry Anderson we do hereby commit this clay tabernacle to its kindred elements. Earth to earth and ashes to ashes. Dust to dust looking for him in the general resurrection. And it will be an obituary in the Houston Chronicle that Terry Anderson is dead. But brothers and sisters, that will be a misprint. Because I will be more alive then than I am right now. Because one day Jesus, the chief shepherd, is gonna call the roll, yeah. and I want to know this morning: Is your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? Will you be able to answer when the roll is called, not at Lily Grove, yeah. but when the roll is called up yonder? Yeah. Yeah, sir. I'll be there.